we've got a, uh, an amazing testimony there for you this morning. And uh, love to put your hands together for uh, Mikey and Courtney. Great to have you guys here this morning. Thank you. And uh, why don't you just tell us a little about your journey? You've got a beautiful little son here. He's just turned one, is that right? Yeah, he has. Um, so when Carney was born, we had a really long um, kind of non-progressive labour. And after about almost three days, he was delivered by emergency caesarean. And when he came out, he actually wasn't breathing. Um, and it took the doctors about seven minutes before they got him to breathe. And he went into the um, special care baby unit here in Hawke's Bay. And then later that day, he had a seizure. So that prompted him being sent to the neonatal intensive care unit down in Wellington. So him and Mikey went off on the plane that evening and I stayed behind because I couldn't um, fly because of my surgery. Um, but I got down there the next day. And when I left um, Hawke's Bay, my midwife gave me um, a scripture, which was Proverbs 3.5. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And that's exactly what we did. So we were in Wellington for three weeks. And most people go, oh, how awful. <laughs> but... It was actually a really amazing time. We were just in this bubble um, with the Lord, like just in kind of constant conversation with Him. Um, we were blessed in so many ways. We were put up in Ronald McDonald House, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> free accommodation. We were provided food. Um, we were blessed with an amazing friendship of Hal and Shirley. Um, who were also, we didn't realise at the time, but part of this church family. Um, yeah, and they were down there with their little girl, Hope. Um, yeah, and we just sort of, while we were there, we, we obviously respected what the doctors had to say, but we just put no weight on it. Um, and I guess we kind of didn't really know what was going on for a lot of the time, but we just kept praying. Um, and then when Carney was 10 days old, he had an MRI, um, which showed that he had a brain injury. And yeah, at the time we were pretty shocked and upset, um, but there was this one consultant in the hospital. Like the consultants are all pretty serious. <laughs> you don't get much out of them. But he, sort of, he said to us, he's doing really good. And we're like, okay. And then, yeah, so three weeks later, Carney and I flew back to Hawke's Bay. And we, it was a rainy, windy night. We came off the plane into the ambulance, across to the hospital, and we walked into Skaboo. And this lovely nurse said to us, here's this miracle baby. <laughs> and that's sort of the first time it dawned on me that, yeah, wow, our son is actually a miracle. Um, yeah, God has healed him. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, just share a little bit about what you're going through. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, if you know the old me, um, I won't be able to stand up here in front of you people and speak English. Um, I'm Fijian. We're normally shy, and, but thank the Lord, 
that spirit of fear, that Jezebel spirit, was crushed here last night. Wow, come on. Praise God. Um, it was a hard time. Um, my son being in the hospital, and also my wife. Uh, I was actually talking to the doctor. Um, I was 10 of them. Um, my wife was in another room because she was, she was also having a hard time. Yeah, um, yeah the doctor, they told me um, what they saw in the MRI. Yeah. They can't even believe it's a miracle. That, so, that, so the doctor saw something on the MRI? Yeah. And they, they gave you one report? Yeah, they, first they told us um, uh, what happened to the baby, the situation he went through. Yeah. 40% of them um, would make it. 40% um, would make yeah. it. And 60% um, not. Yeah. They like become disabled. And then the second MRI, um, they said it, would, it was a miracle then. There was nothing there. Yeah. There was nothing there. It was a miracle. So you held on in faith. And, uh, yeah, today I just want to thank uh, Pastor Dave, Pastor Kate. Uh, Apostle Mike and everyone here in the church for all the prayers because uh, when uh, me and Connie uh, flew down to Wellington I contacted Pastor Dave and just asked for all the prayers but thank you so much um, it's a miracle baby and yeah. you know God works in a miracle way Yeah. and uh, today uh, if we have three minutes I also want to say a miracle happened to me here um, on Friday and yesterday. Yeah. Um, when I was going home um, last night, um, I was driving home and I was shouting in the car. I was, man, I'm a new person. Yeah. Um, I got a new heart. And if if you saw me driving down the road, uh, people probably think, oh man, he's dosed up with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but yesterday I was dosed up by the Lord. You know. Yeah. I was, I've been Christian pretty much my whole life, but I didn't really know the deep, you know, the deep way of walking with God. Mm. But you know, yesterday, I'm so blessed. All of the people that was here yesterday were so blessed that um, we come to know how to walk with God, you know, deeply walk with God. Um, yesterday, um, supposed to be a presentation, my uh, 100 game presentation for playing for Havelock. But um, yeah, the club throw up um, some Fijian haka and stuff to, to do on my presentation. But I decided to, to come here. Wow. Um, I love my rugby. I know it's a hard decision. Um, and I just wait. Do I want to wear the silverware or do I want to go with God? Come on. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, praise God. And um, God bless you all. I was telling my wife yesterday, man, I found my heart again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Okay. And um, 
You know, there's been a great contention around your life, even from a young age, and also for your son as well. But that contention is for your future. And, you know, we've been trying to kind of get you up here for a long time to sing or preach or pray or do something. And here you are sharing your testimony. Thank you. And uh, today we just want to honor you for your, just for you, both of you, for your faith in the Lord and for, and for your sacrifice and making the commitment to honor the Lord and to believe Him and never let go. And if you hang on long enough, you'll make it. And, uh, <laughs> and, you're, uh, and the future is, br- is bright for you. And uh, you are going to be a great preacher. You'll share your testimony. You'll move in power and miracles. What I'd love for you to do is just, whether you want to do it in English or Fijian, just pray for the people. Their faith would arise. Maybe Fijian. Thank you. I have to break that fear. Um, I can speak Fijian, but the spirit of Jezebel was crushed here last night, so I'll pray in English. Awesome. To break that fear of speaking English. Our Father in heaven, um, we thank you today. Um, We thank you for your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your miracle. We thank you for setting... um, everyone's heart free last night Lord. Um, we thank you for the new way Lord um, we thank you for your love um, we pray today that you continue blessing everyone here today um, keep on walking with them Lord show them the way that you showed me last night Lord Lord we give you back the glory the honor um, in mighty Jesus name we pray Amen. Awesome, man. Proud of you. Thank you. Hey, little Connie, you're going to be a big preacher one day? Hey? Come on, we give honor to Jesus one more time. Thank you, guys. Wonderful. And I want to encourage you to come uh, for, for next Sunday. I've got. Uh, great woman of God going to be ministering, uh, Sandy Kirsten, she'll be here and she'll be preaching, uh, so I want to encourage you to come with bells on, come with your uh, heart full of faith and ready to receive, amen? Come on, ready? She's going to bring a great word, I really want to encourage you to be here. I really want to um, just, I want to give you something this morning, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit drop in my heart, it was this, and uh, so one of the things I felt last year was to, uh, to help bring, help bring people into a place of prosperity, well, not, not greed, but prosperity. Prosperity is simply about moving forward, getting forward momentum in your life. It's, it's got nothing to do, oh, it's got something to do with money, but it's got more to do with every part of our, about our heart and our relationships and every part of our life. So one of, those, one of the things today, I want to give you one key this morning to prosperity, one key to victory inside of your life. And uh, this is not a, it's not a trick, it's not something uh, that's too complicated, it is just one simple key that every person here you can apply or you can seek for your life and I can guarantee you will get uh, forward momentum, you'll get victory in your life. And at the end of it, I'll show you how to get that key. You ready? All right. So one of the things I want to talk to you about this and, and um, uh, Pastor Mike brought it out uh, yesterday and the day before in his ministry is this. In the book of Proverbs, in chapter 4, verse 7 to 9, it says, Wisdom, this is David's instruction to his son Solomon. 
So this is not Solomon's writing this, but it was actually David's instruction, his father's instruction to his son Solomon. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, and in other words, in, in all your efforts to obtain things for your life, make two things the most important. You can kind of look at them as one or, or two. They're, they're two separate things, but they actually work together, wisdom and understanding. He says, therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor, and when you embrace her, she will place a crown on your head, uh, she'll place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, and she will deliver, she will deliver to you. So one of the things that David talked about to his, his, his son Solomon was this, uh, above all things, get wisdom. Get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Because if you get her, interesting, he uses a, 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 feminine, a, a feminine tense in the word, but if you gain understanding, you will receive a crown of honor and, and, and a crown of glory over your head. So instantly, one of the things we see is this. One of the ways to prosper in life, one of the ways to succeed, one of the ways to, get, uh, to receive honor uh, in life not just in this life, but also the life to come, is to gain understanding. People try and get a whole bunch of things in their life. But one of the primary things, the primary thing that we must get inside of our life and hunt for and search for and seek for is understanding. David said to his son, when you find this, she will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, and she will deliver it to you. I don't know about you, but that is something that I want. I want my life to have a, a crown of grace, a, a, a crown of glory on it. And it's not just talking about a tangible, and not just talking about a tiara. I'm not gonna wear a tiara, I can tell you that. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual thing, it's a, but it's also something that's manifested around your life. The opposite of that is also true. The opposite of this is also true. If we lack understanding, It brings shame and dishonor over our life. When you gain understanding, when you gain wisdom and understanding, you receive a crown of honor over your life. But if you lack understanding, it brings dishonor. How many people know what I'm talking about right now? And it's to do with anything. If you, have, if you, if you, you notice he's not, not specific about anything, but it, it applies to all things. So in other words, if you, want to receive a crown of honor or glory over your marriage, it is, it's a good thing to gain understanding about what marriage is about. Because if you enter into a marriage not understanding what marriage is about, I can tell you it's gonna end in tears. You can talk about uh, husbands with your wives. It's one thing to, to want a great, wonderful marriage. But one of the keys to obtaining a wonderful marriage is this is to gain wisdom and gain understanding. Learn to understand. What about money? The same, the same thing happens there in the area of our finances. If we make a decision or we make it a pursuit of our heart to understand finances, you'll find it'll bring a crown of glory or a crown of glory, uh, honor over, your, over the area of your finances. So understanding this, that under, uh, the, the pursuit of understanding in life will inevitably bring you a crown of glory somewhere. 
But yet the opposite is also true. If you're more interested about giving an opinion or giving ideas or, or treating something recklessly or not gaining an understanding, you will find that it brings dishonor over your life. When you don't understand, for, I mean, even, gentlemen, let me tell you right now, when you don't understand your wife or don't make an effort to even seek to understand, you will find it will bring you problem. In the same way in the, with wives and your husbands, when you don't seek to understand. But, but the opposite of that, again, is also true. When you make a decision in your heart to not necessarily be, un, try to be understood, but to make a decision to seek understanding over your life, you will find that life will go well for you. You'll find that there will be a crown of honor over your life. So we can apply this to so many parts of our life. Uh, one of the things we see in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 9 is this, that Solomon, he made the decision. So one of the things, he listened to his father's advice and he took it on board. So when he comes before the Lord, he prays. One of the things he prayed for, and we can see, uh, Pastor Mike brought it out yesterday, that uh, Solomon prayed for understanding. Solomon prayed for understanding. He prayed that he would have a, a heart to understand so that he could discern. And the result, oh, somebody's got a phone on. <laughs> he prayed for understanding. He prayed for understanding so that he could discern. And the end result of that was that God blessed him in every way. So he prayed for it. He sought it. He pursued it. And see, this is something for every, every one of us we can do right now. Every one of us has the opportunity to pursue understanding. Every one of us has the opportunity to pursue wisdom. The two are actually connected, but they are separate. So Solomon sought understanding so he could discern. And the outcome of that was that he prospered. Here we go. So I want to talk to you a little about, uh, like even prosperity. For any part of our life to move forward, the key to moving forward in your life, in any part, whether it be in ministry, whether it be in your walk with the Lord, whether, it be, uh, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in finances, whether it's in yourself. If you are struggling on your inside and things are not moving forward, one of the first places to learn to understand is learn to understand what makes you tick. Don't just jump to, we just don't jump to conclusions about things. We'll just jump to good ideas. It's important that we learn to understand why I do the things. What makes me up? How, how, why do I do certain things? So learning to understand is one of the most valuable skills that any one of us can learn in life. Learning to understand, not making assumptions, not jumping to conclusions, but learning to understand. If, we, if you and I make a decision in our heart to learn to understand whatever, want to learn what, understand our heart, understand our own internal life, understand marriage, understand finance, learn to understand the kingdom, learn to understand anything, you will find that you'll prosper in there. However, ignorance or lack of understanding causes people to remain in captivity. So one of the things I, I, I even talked to Dad about is, was this. Dad, out of all these people that come to you from around the world, if you could sum it up in a nutshell, what exactly do you do? Knowing that every case is unique, every case is, uh, every person is an, is an individual, but, but, but unique. What is it that you do that kind of covers the whole lot? One of the things was simply this. I help people understand what's going on inside of their heart. So the moment they get an understanding, they get forward momentum inside of your life. If you are stuck in a part of your life, I would encourage you to do this. Don't do this. Don't blame anyone ar around you, but make a decision to seek understanding. And you'll find that the moment that you make the understanding and discernment, you'll, st you'll start to move forward. Understanding is this. 
Understanding is one of the two keys that we have in life for us to advance or prosper. And it also in what God has called us to do. Wisdom is the other one. I'm gonna just break this down a little bit for you. The Hebrew word for understand comes from the idea of a building process. The Hebrew word for understand, if you break the word understand down and look at the roots of it. The word understand comes from a building process. In other words, when you, when you look at a building, it's the ability to uh, see all the different components, both as an individual, but also as a process, as a whole. In other words, it's not just about, discernment is about being able to see one piece of wood, but also where that piece of wood fits into the context of the whole picture. You know, you follow me this morning. So the Hebrew word means to come from the idea of a building process. It's to be able to see or distinguish an individual component, its story, and when it fits in the bigger picture. It's, about to see, it's, it's the ability to be able to see a particular component. And so and where, it, where it fits in the story and, 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 and how, it, how, how it fits into the bigger picture. So one of the things about, about finance is this. If we, if we don't understand what finance is, if you don't understand how finance works, where it fits in the bigger picture, you, how it's made, what it is, what, what value is, what value was not, how value was created, you'll find that it, uh, you'll find it hard to prosper in life. You're, um, you'll just be hit and miss in life. However, if you seek to gain understanding of how financial systems work, how money works, how it doesn't work, what poverty is, what poverty isn't, what prosperity is, what prosperity isn't. When you, when you start to discover what that's about, you'll find that you can start to move forward. Again, it's the same in relationships, same in our marriage. If you have a misunderstanding about what marriage is, you'll find it will cause you a lot of grief. If you have a misunderstanding about what a pastor's role is for your life, either you'll have a be able to move forward in life, or you won't. If you have a misunderstanding about what church is, you'll find that you'll end in tears. However, if you understand why God created church, why God created a family, and where you fit in the context of this family, where you fit in the context of the kingdom, you will find that you'll gain forward momentum inside of your life. But if church is something that you just turn up to and just hope that one day that God will just touch you and all of a sudden you're gonna rise and fulfill all your ministry, that, that's hit and miss, that's, that's lotto thinking. That is not living a life of wisdom and understanding. However, if you make a decision to inquire of the Lord and to seek wisdom for your life in every part of your life, you will find that you can gain forward momentum inside of your life. If you want to prosper financially, don't just pray for the Lord just to bless you. Pursue understanding and pursue wisdom. If you want to get a breakthrough in your life, don't just come and believe that one day God's just gonna all of a sudden set you free and then you're just gonna walk into the, that's, not, that's kind of fantasy thinking. That's the same thinking as if I keep buying lotto tickets, one day I'm gonna get enough tickets that my lucky day is gonna come. It doesn't work that way. It never works that way. Moving forward in every part of our life requires understanding and wisdom. And it's attainable for everyone here. So one of the things, it's, it's a, one of the things we understand, it's a, it's a distinguishing an individual component, its story and where it fits in the bigger picture. Wisdom is to be able to separate in order to be able to make sense or comprehend. It's the ability, in other words, to cut in the right place. It's one thing to know a piece of wood and where it fits, and it's another thing to be able to cut it and to be able to right, make the right decisions. So wisdom and understanding are vital things for our life. That's why David said to Solomon, above all these things, 
Get these into your life. Don't just, don't be a man or a woman that hopes that one day things are gonna work out because it doesn't work like that. Our understanding of a thing, a situation, or a season will shape how we see that. Our perception and the effect or, 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 or the, the effect of what we do in relation to that. Here's for example. You can see what America has done in many situations in the war, how they never understood the culture. They never understood culture. They went in to intervene into situations, but never understood the culture, never took the time to understand what was going on inside of the world. They didn't understand what made the people tick. And so when they go into a position, when they go into a place, when they went into a war, it often ended up in disaster because people didn't understand. They had their own idea, they had their own logic, walked into a situation thinking that this logic is gonna work in that situation, and it ends in disaster. Why? Because they didn't gain understanding. So if we look here, there's a whole pile of different cultures. Our understanding of a culture will shape how we see a culture and how we, how we behave and how we, how we feel towards that culture and then how we, how we treat that culture. So one of the ways to prosper relationally in a multicultural church is to take the time to understand what a different culture is like because they don't see the way that you see. They don't think the way that you see. They don't behave the way that you see. They're different. And so here, so it's, it's one thing to come in and say, here's the book of roles that thus saith the Lord, you must do this, this, and this, and this. But if you never take the time to understand, guess what? It's not gonna work for you. There's gonna be, uh, the place is gonna be full of uh, tension and all sorts of things. Same thing with our marriage. If you approach your wife, if you approach your marriage thinking, I'm the head of the house and you must do this, 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 and follow me, guess what? No, that's not gonna work for you. If you don't take the time to understand your wife, I can assure you, it's gonna end in tears. You can try all your life. You can try praying. You can try sending her to courses or you going to courses, but at the end of the day, if you don't take the time to sit and listen and learn to understand, not try and be understood, but, f oh, come on. All the girls are sitting there like this. Understand her story, understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys are much more simple. But still, it takes understanding. It takes understanding. Interesting this, that a, um, a great deal of strategy, one of the things where I studied strategy was this, that we looked at a whole number of different companies. And it's interesting how much effort they put in gaining understanding, as opposed to, instead of trying to get a product on the market and get a sale and make some money and, and get themselves ahead, you'll find that most successful companies, most, uh, most of the world-leading companies do this. They put, they put a, a lot of resource into gaining understanding. In other words, they will understand more about you than you know about yourself. I promise you that. They understand more about you than you know yourself. And so, I mean, one, one of the companies I looked at, they had an anthropologist at the head of the company. In other words, they had somebody that has studied the makeup of humans in order to be able to gain understanding about what makes people tick. Because if we can gain an understanding of what makes people tick, I can therefore, we know what to do with them, we know how to shape them, we know how to influence, and at the end of the day, we'll prosper. 
So gaining understanding is one of the most important things that we can ever do in our life. And uh, so a great deal of strategy work is trying to figure out what is going on. So if you think about uh, even in a military context, one of the things of, of what, military, uh, uh, what in, in military strategy is this, it's about gaining a picture of what's happening because otherwise if you just go into anything, rip and bust, it's not gonna work for you. You might get a lucky strike every now and again, but it's not gonna work for you. Even strategists know that no strategy no matter how well planned out, ever works according to plan. So one of the things that they do is they put a lot of effort into trying to gain an understanding of what is the story, what is going on, what is going on inside of me, what is going on inside of you, what is going on. So one of the best ways to be able to prosper or get ahead in life or to be able to allocate your resources is to gain an understanding of what is going on. First, let it be in your heart. Also let it be in your family. But in, in these days, for many people, are asking the question, what is going on in a bigger context? If you look at our world today, our world has been plunged into uncertainty. Even, you even look at politics, for example. I asked people yesterday, who do you think you'll vote for? Even people are not even sure who they'll vote for. Why? Because some things are so up and down. Things are so uncertain. People are unable to make plans. People are not sure whether they should travel this way or not sure whether they should invest this way or invest that way. So you, one of the things you find is in this world right now, there's a whole pile of uncertainty. I'm not sure whether I should buy a house or sell the house or buy an investment or not buy an investment. I'm not quite sure whether I should travel. I'm not quite sure what I should do. I don't know about you, but in my discussions with people, there's a whole pile of that. I'm not even sure who I should vote for. Who I, I know who I should not vote for, but I'm not quite sure who I should vote for. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in the world. I'm not going to sure if the government's going to put chips in everyone. I'm not quite sure what's going on. And so for you find many people today, many people, I'm not saying all, but many people are questioning what is going on. In other words, trying to make sense of the world, trying to gain an understanding of what's going on so they can make decisions. For many people here, you might be experiencing the same thing in your heart. What is going, you know something is wrong, but you're not quite sure what to do. You're not quite sure whether I should go this way or that way. The point is, the key is this, is to learn to gain an understanding. Understand what is going on inside of you. Understand what is going on around you, but then also look at the context of the bigger pictures, which is what I wanna get into right now. A great deal of strategy is understanding what is going on, not deciding what to do, but deciding what is going on in order for us to make a quality decision. One of the things, so, one of the things I felt for, for this morning was this, is learning to understand the times. There's, here's something that we can learn to understand. Understand the times that we are living in. One of the things I felt in my heart, we'll, we'll look at areas of finance and, and, and things another day, but one of the things I felt in my own heart this morning was this, is to help gain an understanding of the times that we are living in. The times that we are living in. Pastor Mike did a seminar last night. If you got messed up inside, you should have been here yesterday because it'll help giving you understanding and giving you a wisdom of what to do. But today I wanna to talk about understanding the times that we are living in because like I said, there are uncertain times. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32, that talks about the sons of Issachar, the tribe of Issachar. Again, it says two things about them. One, they understood the times. Interesting the word times 
In other words, it's a plural. In other words, there's more, dif- more than different way, more than two ways to count. There's more than two ways to tell the time. So when we talk about times, there's, a, there's the time in the context of a linear, but there's also a time in the context of seasons and cycles. That's why clocks are round. It's a dad joke. <laughs> okay. You got excuse me. Okay. Some people think about time as in of just just walking the time of life and I'm only going one way and that's getting older. Yeah. And it's not going that way. That's one one way you can measure time. But in the spirit there's it's it's measured in cycles. In other words, there's seasons that go around, and when you miss a season, you have to wait until that season comes around again. And when there's a season for change, if you don't change and get on that cycle, you find that you'll, the cycle of dysfunction will keep cycling until that next opportunity comes around, and then you maybe have the courage or the understanding to embrace the change. So the tribes of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, knew the times. In other words, they knew what was happening. They had an understanding. Somebody say understanding. They had an understanding of what was going on around them. So one, they understood the times and they knew what to do in those times. They knew what to do. Somebody say knew what to do. So here's a couple of things that's key. It's really important for us to get a hold of in our life. One, develop understanding of the times that we are living in. Let me open it up for you right now. So the question is, what times are we in right now? What times are we in right now and what shall we do as a result? Because you, if you understand the times that we are living in now, you will know what to do and you'll know what not to do. You'll know where to invest your energies. You'll know where to not invest your energies. You'll know where to bark and where not to bark. And if you do that, you'll find that you'll move forward and gain prosperity inside of your life. Let's turn to the book of uh, Daniel chapter 7. Turn to the book of Daniel chapter 7. And verse, uh, let's go from verse 15. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit. So Daniel had a vision of heaven. D- Daniel had a, I'm not gonna unpack this all for you right now, but, but Daniel had a, had a vision of of, of, of a time that was coming. And s- some people can view this as, as being the Roman era, uh, but I, I feel in my spirit as this, that it's actually the season that we're coming into right now. I believe it was post the Roman era he was starting to see. He was seeing the, 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 the post, uh, the space between the, when Christ first came and when he comes again, which is the times that we are living in now. So this, is this, this is, so this is the context. This is the times that Daniel foresaw, right? So he said this, I was grieved in my spirit and my body and the visions of, in my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. In other words, Daniel sought understanding, help explain what's going on. He, so he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things, these great beasts, which are four and the four kings. I'm not gonna um, unpack all that, but they shall arise out of the earth. In other words, it's not, they're not, um, they're symbolic of things, but they will materialize, they will manifest on the face of the earth. And it says here, but the saints of the Most High, somebody say, that's me. That is me, the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. In other words, there is a time, even though these beasts shall arise out of the earth, the saints of the Most High shall arise and shall receive the kingdom forever and forever. 
So the question is, what are these beasts? What is the times that we're living in right now? And therefore, and how do we receive this kingdom? He goes on to say, then I wish to know the truth about the four beasts. And he goes on, and in verse 21, he said, I was watching and the same whore, same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. In other words, another translation says this, one of the beasts was making war against God's people and was wearing them down. It was frustrating them. It was causing them to, to question their faith in the Lord. It was, they were, came under pressure. They came under a spiritual attack. They were causing them to question their faith in God. It was wearing their faith down. It was causing them to, oh, I don't know about this church stuff anymore. I'm not quite sure about this prayer. I'm not quite sure. Even, I'm not even quite sure if this is the right place for me to be in anymore. That's how it manifests. That's how it manifests. It manifests by discouragement. It manifests by bringing demonic uh, spiritual influences around you that wears you down. I understand what it means. Even as a pastor, I've been in a situation where I'm not quite sure whether this is for me anymore. I sat here the other Sunday thinking, feeling that over my heart, feeling that over my life. But I, had to, I knew in my spirit, no, this is a, a demonic spirit that has come around me to stop me from rising up into something that I know God has for me. All right? So I understand this is not just a, a, a mystical thing that happens somewhere. It's happening right now. It's, we are in, this, in these days. And he says, so I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. And you see everywhere today, many Christians, even today, are just getting tired of faith. You can see people are getting weighed, weighed, weighed down. Until, somebody say until. Until the Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time come, time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. The time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. The time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. I want to tell you right now, the time has come for you and I, saints of the Most High God, to possess the kingdom. Oh, there's someone believing it. <laughs> The time is now, the time has come for the saints to possess the kingdom. When Jesus Christ came and rose again on the third day and, is, and then ascended into the heaven and gave us the power of the Holy Spirit, His kingdom was manifest in the earth. His kingdom has come and imparted into our heart. The time has come for the saints, for you and I, to inherit the kingdom. And thus he said, and he talked about the fourth beast, and he goes down here, and he shall speak pompous words against the Most High, and he shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and he shall intend to, listen to this, he shall intend to change the times and change the law. So one of the strategies of the devil is to change the times and to change the law. What does that mean? Interesting. And he says, then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and a, times a half a time. But then the court shall be seated and they shall take away, who's they? The saints shall take away his dominion and consume it and destroy it forever. And then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms of the whole heaven shall be given unto the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. What Daniel is saying is the times that we are living in now. So here we are. We've got to gain an understanding of the times that we are living in now. One of the things that's very, very easy to do, what the devil does this, is one of the ways that well, the devil will try and pull you out of assignment is this, to try and convince you that your time has finished, that your time in life has finished, that your time in this house has finished. 
and that he has placed, where he has placed you, he has finished. Let me assure you this. If God has put you in this house, don't you dare leave, don't you, even if you're watching online. If God has placed you in a house, don't leave that house unless God has specifically directed you to. Because one of the strategies of the devil is this, is there is a grace that flows in a house. There is a grace that flows in this place. And there will be a time when it is your time to possess the kingdom. But the thing is, the devil will try and dislodge you and try and shift the time and shift the season. That's why people commit suicide, because they think that their time is finished. Their time is not finished. God is just flushing things up inside of their life in order for you to come into a new season. If you are here today and you are thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure about this, this should be my church for me, I can tell you right now, it's a strategy of the devil to change the time in your life. The moment and the hour before God is calling you to rise up and possess the kingdom, if the, the, the simple thing that the devil can do is just try and change the time. Shift you out of season. When it is time, somebody say time, when it is time to get things right inside of your life. See, the kingdom of God is not just about get it, developing a Christian party and taking over parliament. That's what the first early disciples thought. Jesus said, no, that's not what it's about. The kingdom of God is within you. It is something that is working inside of you that it will grow inside of you and then fill the whole earth. That is what the kingdom of God is about. So when it comes time to say, I want to flush things up inside of your life. I want to surface things inside of your life. That is the kingdom of God advancing. The question will be, will you understand the time or will you decide, oh, will you misinterpret what God is doing? Will you misunderstand the bigger picture of what God is trying to do is to shape your life to so he can position you from there into here. Just when you feel like running, don't run. Don't, when you feel like yelling or quitting or getting angry or complaining to me, please don't. Please take some time to ask the question, God, what are you doing inside of my heart? Just when you start to think, oh, I'm not quite sure whether, some, whether this is the right church. No, I can assure you now, God has wanted to shift something inside of your life. Don't you change the time. Somebody go talk with me this morning. Here we go. Our understanding of this and what we should be focused on is this, not so much mudslinging, but a calling to arise. Here we go. This is what, don't get too caught up in the evil that's going on. Don't get caught up in the, so caught up in the injustices. Don't get so caught up in what's going on around in the political center. Don't get caught up in so much of that. You'll find that the internet will be full of opinions and ideas about what God is doing, what the kingdom is doing over here, what the kingdom is doing just like the disciples, most misunderstand the whole thing entirely. The kingdom of God is about advancing inside of our heart. When Jesus preached the kingdom, it wasn't about overthrowing the Roman Empire one bit. It was about the kingdom of God. It was about becoming a new man, becoming a new woman, about changing the way that I live, changing the way. In other words, what it means is this. No longer do I sit under oppression. No longer do I sit under addiction. No longer do I sit under shame. No longer do I sit under the burden of injustice. Actually, my heart has been shifted. And it's got nothing to do whether the green, blue, or red party is in parliament. Got zippity bop with that. It's got everything to do with the season of God moving inside of my life and me understanding that God, you are working in my heart. And if I respond to you, if I embrace the season that I am in, then there will be a time I know when it will be restored unto me and there will be a crown of honor over my life. I want to speak to you people here right now. What God is doing in your life, He will be removing shame. It's got nothing to do with what you really want. I mean, be careful who you vote by all means. 
But the bottom line is this, have an understanding as what God is doing. Even though this, the, the evil or the, the, the stuff that's happening around you, it is not meant to destroy it. It's, it's meant to flush things up inside of your life so that you can have dominion in this earth. So that you can rule and reign with Jesus Christ. Because he's talking about the sons when it is time for the sons and the daughters to inherit. When it is time for the sons and the daughters to receive the kingdom. You're not going to get it automatically. It comes. You want to know how to get it? Somebody? It's time for the weak and the downtrodden to say, I am strong. Regardless of who's elected and what bills they passed. It's time for people to say, I am made whole. I am restored, regardless of what the bills they're passing. See, if it's, if it's to do what's what happening in government, what it does, it puts the locus of power over here. However, if you decide in your heart and you understand actually this is a season where yes, sure, evil is arising in the earth. They're trying to change the times. Here's one way they change, here's one way you can see it is this, very clearly. One way the devil, when we talked about changing the times is this. One, they can change, stop, or replace worship. Change, stop, or replace worship. In other words, where worship starts to become entertainment, where worship starts to become a, a show as opposed to a, a, an expression of our heart, you'll find that worship can easily shift. It shifts from becoming about giving glory and honor to the Lord as opposed to me up on the platform here. You can tell straight away, actually, that's a shift. Here's another one. It talks about the, the, it talks about, uh, the times and laws. When it talks about the laws, it means this. It talks about morality. In other words, when there's a shift in morality, either a shifting or replacing or removing of morality, you know then that now is the time, not to be gasping about who you're gonna vote for and who you shouldn't vote for. Now is the time to say, oh, Holy Spirit, what are you doing inside of my heart today? Because I can see, even though all these things are happening right now, I'm not gonna get so caught up on the evil because I understand in the bigger picture that even though all this stuff is happening on, the bigger picture is, oh, the kingdom of God is coming closer. The time is coming when it's time for, 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 for me and the saints to, to inherit the things of the kingdom. That's what it means to have understanding. And if we can see that what I'm experiencing in my life now is connected to what God wants to do, you will respond differently. You can see in our world today that there is a shift in morality. What was once taboo, what was, what once, what, what was once sacred has now been totally removed. When you see that, it's one thing, I mean, sure, get upset over it. But instead of just getting upset about it, gain an understanding of what in the bigger picture, how does this picture, how does what I see happening around me and in me fit into the greater picture of God's kingdom coming to the earth? And if we can understand this, that no matter what they do, no matter what they elect, no matter what bills are passed, no matter who's in government, who's not in government, anything like that, if we can understand this, that when we see morality being shifted, when we can see uh, changes in the church, when we can see the temptation of people to shift and want to come out of this season, you can be sure to know as this, that the kingdom of God is coming closer and the time has come closer, has come one step closer for us to inherit the things of the kingdom, a kingdom that could never, ever be taken away. So that's why we run healing retreats. That's why we run freedom retreats. 
I want to encourage you today. Now is the time. It is time for the weak to say, I am strong, I am healed. It is time for the offender to say, it's done, it's over. It's time for people to stand up and say, yeah, there's been abuse in my family, but it stops here. Yes, there's been failure. Yes, there's been rejection, but it stops here. I'm gonna believe for the kingdom of God to shift in my heart, to shift. And that the expression of that, the, 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 the result of that will be this, that there, I will receive a crown of glory. I will receive a reward. I'll receive something that can ever, ever be taken away, that I'll be trusted with the things of the kingdom. Amen. I don't know about you, but you've got to choose, like I was preaching the other Sunday, you've got to decide what life you're gonna live. It wasn't by accident I preached that. It wasn't just a random thing. Either you're going to run with the horse, run against horses, or you're going to get tripled up with the foot soldiers. It's all about receiving the things that God has for us. What kind of people ought we be? 2 Timothy chapter 3. How then ought we live? How are we going to live our life? Are we going to live our life all in silly discussions about this and that and the other thing, or are we gonna live our life as people of understanding who know the times of God, who know the seasons, and know what to do in those times? God is moving on the Pacific Island people. No, now is our time to stand up. Now is our time to shine. Now is our time to express who God has designed us all to be. Maori people, now is your time to stand and arise and express. Now is your time to receive the kingdom. Now is your time to get up on your feet. What are you going to do? Are you going to run with horses? Or are you going to trip over with foot soldiers? How are you going to live your life? Are you going to live your life with anticipation that my life is geared 100% towards the coming kingdom when I step that's going to last far beyond my eternity? If it's just about standing up here and preaching and having people say, oh, you're awesome, oh, you missed the whole point. If you think about having a hundred you know, million followers on Facebook thinking you're awesome, you missed the point. The bottom line is this, what is God doing? Understand what God is doing in your heart. What is He doing in your marriage? What is He doing in your life? And understand that that isn't just an issue by itself, it is connected to a bigger picture of God's kingdom, coming kingdom to be established on this earth. Why don't we stand to our feet? That was just one, understanding the times. If we can understand the times, you will know what, and know what to do. I can tell you now, your life will be your your life will be one of certainty. You'll be one of the few that knows what to do in these times. I'll say that again. You'll be one of the few people that know what to do in these times. When the rest of the world is think, thinking, oh, what do I do? What do I do? You'll know exactly what to do. What I know is this. I know God's kingdom is coming. I know now is the time that for me to get my life right, to 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 to, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life, to 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 get freedom, to get healing, to stand up in the places that I've been sitting down in, to stand up. Now is the time to do all that. Not sit around and get offended or wonder whether I should do this. Or... No, 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 no. God has placed you here. God has placed you here. He knew what He was doing when He brought you here. I encourage you right now to make the most of the opportunity right now. Make the most of the opportunity. Be a person who will take the time to understand. Take the time to understand. God, what are you doing? Ask the question. Because here is the here is the key. Here is the key. One way we can gain understanding is this. Humility. Listen with your ears and your heart 
and your spirit. In 1 Kings 3 verse 7, it was, uh, Solomon said this, So now, O Lord, you have made your servant king in place of, my, of David my father. And as for me, I'm just a little boy. I do not know how to go about this. I don't know what to do. But I seek your wisdom. Key for gaining understanding is just to be humble. It's just to be humble. It's just to take time to listen and understand. If you want to gain understanding, you want to prosper in your life, the key to that is humility. That's why we have one of our values is the discipline to listen. Because if you just listen with your ears and listen to give an answer, you won't fully understand. However, if you listen, not just to what's spoken, but what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about in your heart, if you take the time to listen, if you take the time to listen to your wife, if you take time to listen to your husband, if you take time to listen to what God is speaking, you will find that you will gain understanding and out of that understanding, you'll gain forward momentum inside of your life. One of the things I do, I've been to that seminar, I don't know how many times, 100 times. Still writing notes, I'm still coming. Why? Because I wanna have an ear to listen. Holy Spirit, what are you speaking? Help me gain understanding. Help me gain understanding. I've been, I've listened to it that a hundred times. I don't need to go one more time. Yes, I do, because I don't want to miss out on what the Holy Spirit is speaking to my heart. I want to gain an understanding. I want to gain an understanding of blockages in my heart so that I can gain go forward. I want to listen to Sandy when she comes. I want to listen and not be familiar, not take the, the not harden my ears or harden my heart and say, oh, I've heard all that before. No, I'm going to listen again. Listen to what the Holy Spirit, listen to the words that are spoken. Listen to what the Holy Spirit speaks my heart about. Listen to what the Holy Listen to what the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart about and respond. If you can do that, everyone can do that. Everyone can do that. You will find that you'll get prosperity. You'll get understanding. And that will bring you forward momentum inside of your life. Why don't you just lift your hands and close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your kingdom coming. We thank you today for your kingdom here and your kingdom that will come. We thank you, Lord, that you have ordained it for us as your saints of heaven, the saints of God, to inherit the kingdom, a kingdom that will last forever. Help us, O Lord, help us, Holy Spirit, to have an ear and a heart that is open to understand. Help us, O Lord, to be uh, childlike in our faith where we would receive, that we would hear your instructions today. Lord, I pray today that you would give us an ear and a heart to understand, a heart of humility that we would hear your voice speaking inside of our life. Lord, I pray that today where we have been stubborn, where we have not listened, where we have been sidetracked, where we have been caught up with other distractions, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll cause every one of us to bring, we, Lord, even as you said to Ezekiel, you brought us back to the gate. Lord, I pray that today that you would bring us back to the cross, bring us back to Jesus, bring us back to our knees, oh God, that we would be people of understanding, that we would know your heart, that we would know the times, that we would know the seasons, and that we would know your assignment for our lives in Jesus' name. Oh, Holy Spirit, forgive us where we've been hardened of heart. Forgive us where we've, our heart has gone astray and, and we've moved away from the place and the season that you've placed us in. Lord, I pray that today that our hearts will come back to you. Lord, give us an ear that will be inclined to you, I pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, and all God's people said, tell somebody next to you, I'm gonna listen. 
I'm going to listen. Come on, let's worship one more time. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. 